I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, what a better way to preview this Sunday's game against the Denver Broncos than to bring in that critical Broncos fan himself. Brother, what's going on? I am doing really well today. I'm really excited to be a part of your uh, uh, show. I mean, when it comes to, you know, for this game, you know, because you and I are like, you're that critical Broncos fan. You're critical but loyal. That's the exact same yep. way for me. I'm critical of the Cowboys, but I'm loyal to them. So really, there was no better way to preview this game. No way at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it would be very interesting to talk on the uh, Broncos and Cowboys for this week. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting game. And, you know, and, and I got some facts before the game. The last time the Cowboys beat the Broncos was in 1995. Wow. The last time they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That says something. I mean, it's it's already been interesting. Cowboys beat the Patriots for the first time since 1996, earlier this year. Yeah, that was another uh, team that went to the Super Bowl that year as well. Yeah, well, it was that year, but, you know, it was a 95 year, but it, the game took place in 96, but... Oh, yeah, I was saying about the Patriots being oh, the that, Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But... <clears throat> But this game, you know, for the first time in God knows how long, the Cowboys are actually favored over the Broncos because last 10 years or so, that's never been the case. The Broncos have always gotten the better of them. Oh, yeah. I remember the last two years where it was it, one was a great game between Romo and Manning, and the other one just spiraled out of control. Yeah, because, you know, of course, there's a play where Zeke Elliott totally quit on a play, and Dak Prescott mm. got, over, got overwhelmed, and... And Trevor Simeon just completely obliterated us. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's still our best QB since Manning retired, believe it or not. Yeah, you know, ever since Manning retired, I mean, there has really been no quarterback. I mean, we all thought it was going to be Brock Osweiler, but then the Texans decided to pay him and then got nothing out of it. So that that must must make make you feel pretty good. Oh, yeah. I think the one thing that kind of bothered me with that deal was that Brock Osweiler did manage to make the to the playoffs and have a playoff win before Denver did. Yeah, it's unfortunate, really. But, you know, yeah. and the quarterback situation this year is with Teddy Bridgewater. And then, there, of course, there's a Drew Locke, I believe, is the backup. Yep. But, you know, the Broncos are 4-4. Are four and four, The Cowboys are at 6-1. and one. Now, obviously, we all know Denver's total uh, defense is actually fifth in the league because they allow an average of total of 326 total yards per game. But, of course, yep. the argument is, who has Denver beaten so far this season that's worth anything? Uh, teams that are probably going to get a top 10 draft pick, such as two of your rivals in Washington and uh, New York, a bad Jaguars team that's uh, having a rookie QB, and same thing with the Jets with a rookie QB. See, I mean, that's why, and I mean no disrespect. I mean, the Broncos is... Still, I mean, a decent team. The Cowboys better watch out. But but when you look at it, I mean, Broncos really haven't had a test so far this season. I mean, maybe the closest test might have been Washington because of Washington's defense. But other than that, Denver really hasn't played anybody very good. Yeah, I would say, too, is that you, you have to realize that the um, Broncos and Washington game, 
that wasn't a great defensive duel. It was just two bad offenses going at it. And uh, Melvin Ingram at the very end of the play, when Heineke threw an interception, uh, Gordon fumbled the football and we only had the football for 16 seconds. That's just, that's really pathetic. It's like we were trying to lose that game. It's kind of like that game against the Giants, uh, that game of the Giants had last, uh, the game against the Giants and the Chiefs. It's a contest of who wants to shit the bed more than the other. I mean, that's what it is. Who's good? Who, who wants to be oh. more humiliated? But, you know, that's just horrible for the team. As far, oh, yeah. As far as the injuries go uh, for the Broncos, uh, the Broncos have most of their guys back, right? Um, We still have... um. We have Kenny Young, who is a, a, a filler for our two injured uh, linebackers in Jewel and Johnson. Uh, Malik Reed is starting to step up. Jonathan Cooper, uh, he's doing better than expected for a seventh-round pick. Uh, D-line is not too bad. Secondary, it's young, but I, I still think they need major improvements because there are some gaps that are just left open. As far as um, guys, uh, major guys, who's still out for the Broncos? That's gonna that's that's gonna haunt them for now. Um, probably Garrett Bowles. He's out for this week, or he's having an injury that's uh, leaning towards him being out. And with Randy Gregory, you know, emerging, uh, would you say right? Oh, I, I would definitely say he's emerging big time. So if yep. the Broncos are missing an offensive line, you know, that's critical. I mean, it's yep. not just Gregory to watch out for. It's Micah Parsons as well. In that game last week against Minnesota, Micah Parsons really just, just tore the place apart. I mean, I'm just amazed how that Cowboys defense was able to keep Kirk Cousins just intact. I mean, Kirk Cousins, less than 200 passing yards. You know, Dalvin yep. Cook, you know, couldn't even run all over the field. I mean, this Cowboys defense, even though they only sacked Kirk Cousins once, didn't force any turnovers. This defense still looked pretty freaking good. They made stops. Yeah, I would say I would say your defense is very underrated with their front seven, their ability to take the football away, and also the speed. And I think one of your rookies from USC, oh no, UCLA, uh, Ouse, yeah, o- Udigazoa, yeah. I know, I yep. know what you're talking about. Yeah, very underrated the, play right there. Oh, yeah. The same thing I actually said last year with uh, Neville Gallimore, but uh, I'm not sure about with his status. Oh, he's still if, out. Yeah, which I was really hopeful to see him uh, this year emerge. Yeah, I was too. I mean, he, he had actually had the best uh, training camp, according to Mike McCarthy, and then he got hurt in the yep. preseason game against the Cardinals. I think he dislocated his elbow. So I'm thinking, yeah, he's. I think by now he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. I mean, or he might come back in December, but I don't know. But at, at this point, it, 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 at this point, I mean, he comes back then swell. Same thing with Demarcus Lawrence because we need as much yep. depth as we can with the defensive line. But you mm-hmm. know, of course, a guy that's really said that he you know, he couldn't stay healthy is a guy named Tristan Hill. Oh yeah. Man, you know, I really believed in the guy when no nobody else did, and I'm I like I, I keep telling people, you know, stop judging the book by the cover. Like the same thing with Cooper Rush. I'm like let, let's see what the guy what the kid's got, but. I mean, Tristan Hill is a good player. He just can't stay healthy. But at the same time, that's not his fault because it's... I mean, I always be like, imagine yourself in their shoes playing football. You don't know what it's like, so we can't crucify the guy for getting hurt. 
It's a tough sport. No, it, it's a very random thing when it comes to injuries where someone that could be emerging, someone that may have everything going right for them, and then all of a sudden there's this big setback that happens and it just like throws you um, off your game. And uh, I remember that with, uh, he probably isn't a big name now, but Carlos Henderson, who we drafted back in 2017, he had a lot of issues off the field that was affecting him being on the practice field and probably playing games. And then he just got cut from the team, which is incredibly sad. I mean, it is so. So as far as uh, Broncos, I think there's also a player, uh, Chubb, I think. Is he still out? Bradley, I think Bradley. Yeah, yeah Bradley with Chubb, that bad leg injury. injury. Okay. So Jude, yeah, he's, the he's, offense, he's, he's having that issue with his ankle. So the Broncos defense is still balanced. So it, it could seriously give the Cowboys offensive line a little bit of hell because Tyron, Tyron Smith, yep. now that Tyron Smith is uh, has another ankle problem, he could miss the time, but... The Cowboys' offense should still mm-hmm. be good to go, but I think on the offense, uh, Jerry Judy's back, although didn't really have a productive game last week, but he was out there. No. Yeah, the thing with the Jerry Judy, and I would say the same thing with uh, wide receivers as well, is what value do they have when uh, Teddy Bridgewater is at the quarterback position? Drew Locke makes his errors, but, you know, is Judy, you know, that electric? the quarterback situation that bad or what is it you know they give us like four catches for 39 yards uh was his stats and you know it may be productive for first downs but you know being a top 15 draft pick you know there's expectations that you know he should have more touchdowns as well and bigger uh yardage numbers would you agree i would agree and the problem is denver really doesn't have a doesn't Okay, they have a quarterback. They have a quarterback, but they don't like. They just the quarterback position is just unconvincing. Yeah, no, I, I I've said this back in July or August that I was not into you know Teddy Bridgewater because I saw what he did in Carolina when he had three receivers that had a thousand yards each, and Denver having you know talented receivers and Teddy playing underwhelming uh, with what Carolina had, you know, what was my expectations thinking that he could do it again, or uh, he's just not the QB for us. I just think he's not the QB for, for you. You The problem is Bridgewater has not been the same since he left the the twin cities. He did have a good rookie year. And then, uh, and then ever since that, uh, that devastating knee injury, Teddy Bridgewater just has been the same and he's bounced back from, you know, what was with the jets had was with the Saints for a little bit and had yep. was actually good, you know, when he filled in for Drew Brees. But that's because he was under a good offense. He was under a good coach. Mm-hmm. But but I think at this point, Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's way. I think he's very at this point probably outstayed his welcome in the league. I mean, I hate yeah. to say that because he was he definitely had potential, and you know, especially after his rookie year in Minnesota. But oh yeah, I would say also what you when you said about the leg injury from the Twin Cities. There was actually a play I remember very clearly that happened last year was the uh, shoulder to the head in the Thursday night game between the Falcons and Panthers where he was tripped by the defender. And as he was going down, I think uh, Charles Harris leaned his shoulder 
into Teddy Bridgewater's head and neck area. And I think that probably really rattled him uh, at the time. Yeah, so, I mean, other than that, you know, the injuries have just piled up big time. And, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to say he's still feeling the effects of a concussion from this year because his numbers have been good. Oh. But I'm I'm not sure. As far as him playing against Dallas, I know that Dallas is never going to have their hands full against Bridgewater because I know he'll complete a couple of good plays. Yeah. But, you know, so that's key to victory number one for my Cowboys is they have to sack Teddy Bridgewater and force some turnovers, force him to cough up the ball and – Put him like the Cowboys defense play like they did last week. Like just keep all bases covered mm-hmm. and but go after the quarterback. Like sack him and you know and, and oh, try yeah. to get the, the strip sack and then you know get the ball back and score. It's about being two steps ahead of your opponent. Oh yeah, there is something I do want to mention when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater's numbers. Is one he's a checkdown QB where he's going to throw the ball like on a third and ten he'll throw it five yards or. If it's a third and four, he'll throw it for two yards, you know, and that's how his completion percentage is like in the seventies. Mm-hmm. But he's not like the type of guy that's going to just like sling it deep or sling it towards the sticks where the first down marker is. And I kind of an infuriates me like every single Sunday and sometimes whenever they're on television in my area. So, I want to see Teddy take advantage of it because this is a very young Cowboys defense, even though Trayvon Diggs is an animal, but everyone else that's around him, you know, he should take some shots at least. And and speaking of Trayvon Diggs, you know, obviously last week he had a, he got torched by Adam Thielen, but he did keep his former SEC uh, guy, uh, Justin Jefferson in check. You know, yep. Trayvon Diggs, I always say, like, yeah, he gets the interceptions, but he has a, he, he gets burned on the plays. I mean, you know, his his pass coverage is unconvincing. And, you know, in, Cowboy, in Dallas's case, the offense is going against a Denver team that's, like, top 10 in, in a secondary and rush defense. The uh, rushing defense is ninth in the league. They allow about 101 yards on the ground, and the secondary yeah. is 10th, and they allow close to 225 passing yards, but... Now that they're going against Dak Prescott, and you know, uh, even though a uh, Ceedee Lamb apparently sprained, uh, suffered an ankle sprain at practice, he was limited. Yep. I think that I really don't think it's going to affect him. I think Ceedee Lamb's going to be good to yeah. go. So will Amari, and you know Ezekiel Elliott. You know, because the Broncos are now going against a high, a high-powered offense, and let's not forget Dallas's total uh, Dallas's total offense is second in the league. Oh yeah, and just to say with Denver's numbers real quick, with like I said, we said this before. You know, it's the competition and all the wins they had. You know, Washington, both New York, or as I like to call them, New Jersey teams, and uh, Jacksonville. Those numbers are like I would say inflated because they are such bad run offenses, where it's at extremely low. But I knew like when they played against the tougher teams, like the Baltimore's, uh, uh, the Raiders. Uh, a team like Cleveland that had good depth around them, you know, this is where they're going to have to be tested. And I think your Cowboys will give them a test since Dak is really playing well. Uh, And I think I said this to you pre-show with the uh, arch rival football before we began the show that I said, Dak Prescott would would have been a great quarterback for the Broncos and he would have been a great steal 
He would have, but uh, and we talked about this, but the Broncos went, ended up taking Paxton Lynch. Because like, they thought Jerry Jones was going to take him. Yeah, well, how, how ironic is it? The Cowboys plan to take Paxton Lynch, the Broncos steal him, and then the Cowboys end up getting Dak Prescott, and then, I mean, it's it's like that. And, you know, you know the same thing, the Broncos uh, stole Patrick Sertain. Uh, that's who I really wanted the Cowboys to take, but then the Cowboys trade down and get Mika Parsons, so... You know, and, and Mika Parsons has been yep. absolutely spot on. And you know, looking at Dallas's rushing game is second, is second, and with the Dallas passing game being third. So you, you guys, you basically this is a top offense versus a top defense. But the problem is Denver's yep. supposed top defense hasn't really been challenged yet until today. So we're gonna no. this is the game where we're really, we're really gonna see just how good Denver's defense is. Now Denver's defense is definitely gonna do its best. I don't I don't see the Cowboys' offense obliterating it. I probably see them maybe. I mean, I, I can see Zeke Elliott getting 100 yards on the ground, and I'm sure that C, either yeah. CD Lamb or Amari. I mean, it's very likely, it's very possible, I should say, that both of them are going to have a 100 mm-hmm. yards re- receiving. But I, at the end of the day, to be realistic, maybe one of them will for sure. But it, it could happen. I mean, if, if Dak Prescott can, if the offense can do its job, then then no doubt. But but the way I see it, I mean, the Cowboys are heavily favored in this game. As they should, I would say this as a fan of the team is that they should be favorites, uh, Dallas, because when I I've watched all the Broncos games from week one to week eight, and Denver's really sloppy on their defense. Like they're bad with their gaps. Like Zeke Elliott or Tony Pollard was going to be able to rush at least five yards a carry. Um, you have a rookie corner that's probably going to go against Ceedee Lamb or. Amari Cooper, and I think I heard something with Michael Gallup coming back. He's practice. He he is practicing, but I'm not sure if if they've activated activated him yet. Even if he even if he is activated, yeah. I I doubt that he's going to see much playing time. He might he might he might come if the Cowboys would be up like if the Cowboys are like up by like 20 points and there's like five minutes left in the game, then I I would imagine they're going to put him in. But that, yeah. at that point, I would expect the Cowboys just to run the ball and run out the clock. I mean, spare the Broncos, spare them a bit, <laughs> show a little bit of mercy, just run the ball, you know, put an end to it. But yeah, yeah. Even though I've seen them, I've seen Denver just like when they go against tougher teams, they just like, oh god, this is just going to be a long game, and their body language would even show it too, which is kind of very demoralizing uh, for the team. And also, just to put out there, Cedric Wilson is not a bad option too. Oh. You know, when when Michael Gallup went down and I placed my faith in Cedric Wilson, you won't believe the shit I I, I got from all those <laughs> Cowboy fans. I mean, you know, it's it's the it's those it's those same fans that say the same thing every year. This is going to be our year. They're the same fans that hated Tony but loved Dak. It's it's the fans that I yep. just can't stand. That that's why I tell people like I'm I'm not like them. I'm I'm the more I'm the fan that that takes you know tells it like it is and. And really, sees, I don't care. Sees the uh, sees the positives and the change, sees right? The positives and the change, and, and criticizes when it's when it's due, and gives credit when it's due. I mean, that's my job. I'm a sports writer, oh, yeah. so I gotta tell the truth. But yeah, yeah and, and Cedric Wilson, you know, we saw that play against uh, Minnesota, and then we saw him throw that huge pass to Ceedee Lamb. Cedric Wilson yep. is, a, is a good player, and so the Cowboys better. Uh, he's one. Of, he's one of the players the Cowboys need to keep after this season because uh, he's gonna be an un, he's gonna be an unrestricted free agent. So. 
Cowboys and you can get a cheap deal out of him too. You can get a cheap deal out of him too. And, you know, and speaking of that play against CeeDee Lamb, did you see that play when when C, uh, against Harrison Smith where CeeDee Lamb was was allegedly choked? Have you seen? Did you see that play? <laughs> I did. Let me ask you: Do you believe that Harrison Smith did choke him, or the whole thing's just being taken out of context? I would say it's a little bit of a mix of both. I mean, probably, I would say yeah. Harrison, you know, probably had to. He probably didn't hear the whistle or something. And he just had to keep holding on to him or something. Probably. But I, I think, you know, there's always the thing with the pros is that, yep, you play until you hear the whistle. Yeah. And uh, he probably, you know, as I said, probably didn't hear the whistle and he kept, you know, you know, having a death grip on him. But no, I, I don't see it as a major issue or anything. Um, there is something also with that Vikings and Cowboys game. If you look at the stands when they're showing uh, Cooper Rush's father, there was a Broncos, a female Broncos fan that was sitting uh, behind the dad, really? which I kind of thought was really fun. Yeah. Oh, was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Now I remember. <laughs> yeah, she had like a beanie uh, hat on since it's Minnesota and cold, uh, it just like with a Broncos logo on it. And I just thought that was really funny to see. I mean. <laughs> You know, a, 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 this guy I know, this Cowboy fan was at Arrowhead Stadium when the Chiefs were playing the Giants. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now then, you, you'll definitely see a fan uh, uh, of either team sneaking into the stadium. But if they bought a ticket, then they have the right to get in there. But Yeah. Like, for example, I'm actually from, like, I'm from Jersey. And there are locals in New Jersey that would ask me, uh, what part of Colorado are you from? <laughs> just like, I just think that's really hilarious. Uh, I mean, because you know, you, you see all over the place, all over the country, there are fans. You know, from there, there are fans of teams. You know, not from the area. Like here in Texas, there are a lot of creep. There are actually a lot of Packer fans, which is really honestly annoying. But <laughs> but it is what it is. But yep. but going back. Um, so now we're going to talk. Stick to the keys to victory. So I said mine already. The Cowboys have to sack Teddy Bridgewater. They got to force turnovers. Yep. They got to avoid the penalties. That's the top priority. They got to run the ball effectively. They need overall a balanced team that can excel on offense and defense. And on offense is drive down the field, score a touchdown. And the defense sack the quarterback, force turnovers, force stops, like maintain control. Yeah, my um, I would say my key to victories are, you know, take advantage of of um, Talvin Smith. That's probably going to be out. Uh, try to you know, keep the uh, wide receivers in check. I would like to see the linebackers play better because we aren't that great against tight ends and running backs in the passing game. Uh, run the football. Like we are, we are like, we have almost 4.5 yards of carry. We should be running the football a lot more instead of demanding Teddy Bridgewater to throw it. And, you know, just um, hopefully Mike McCarthy just tries to outcoach himself. I mean, for, you know, last week Mike Zimmer actually did that to himself, wasting those time, oh, those two timeouts, those back-to-back timeouts, which which cost them five yards. And then Zeke Elliott, Zeke Elliott got that that first down that was that was much needed. But yep. you know, and Melvin Gordon is definitely gonna watch out for it, but. Looking back, we know Dallas's rushing uh, defense is a- is actually sixth in the league. Uh, allows an average of eighty eight point uh, eighty eight yards per game, so it'll be tough. Yep. But as as far as uh, 
As, as far as injuries, uh, do you think the injuries are really going to impact the Broncos in this game, or should they, should they be good to go? I would say that uh, I think if we fix up some things in some areas, I think we should be fine and ready to go. Like I said, you know, having it on paper um, can mean nothing if you can't just put it out there. Uh, so I'm hoping Denver can do that, but who knows? All right, so what are your final score predictions? I have Dallas winning uh, by seven. I think there's probably going to be some garbage time points that Teddy's going to put up. And um, that uh, I think it'll be like a 27-21 game. Okay. I was actually thinking more. Like, I, I would think like at first it's going to be a tight game. But because mm-hmm. how you mentioned, Al, it's going to be, the Denver players are going to feel like it's going to be a long game. The, the Cowboys are going to take advantage of that, so that's why I feel like Dallas is going to win 38-21. to 21. Okay. Well, I mean, that's assuming that, they, that they're ready to go, that the Cowboys' offense, that the team is balanced. I mean, that, that's assuming that they, these, the key to victory, that they, they do exactly as I say. But, but, you know, if not, I mean, anything else could happen. But realistically, with mm-hmm. the, the offensive, Prescott, you know, coming back, he was a full, he was a full participant at practice today and yes. has not been suffering any ill effects as of late, so... Yeah, I would think there's no excuse for the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys need to just win at home and take care of it. Oh, for sure. But I, I still would, I would not count out the Broncos. In any scenario, I can't call out, uh, count out the Broncos. Because, you know, yeah, it's they, a... they wreak havoc against Dallas. Oh, yeah. And, like, um, as I said, you know, one that was Peyton Manning's team. The other one was we still had some of our players from Super Bowl 50. Um in the previous two matchups. So this is probably a fresh new team where it's only our kicker left from that Super Bowl 50 roster. Mm-hmm. Brandon um, McManus. Well, Von, yep. and, and Von Miller is now gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, Which, curious, I'm curious to look to see who, who's still, who is still there you know, from that uh, team aside from McManus. That's who's left. So they're all gone? Yeah, they're all gone. Which I'm fine with, to be honest, you know, five years after, you know, we should, you know, these guys aren't going to get any younger, so get some value out of it. And this is an honest to God, bad team that needs a rebuild badly. Yeah. So and look at, you know, look at these players, you know, aside from Melvin Gordon, there's also Javante Williams to watch out for, Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton, Cortland Sutton. So, yeah, I mean, the Broncos' offense is you know, definitely out there, but, you know, we're going to have to see if this Cowboys defense can keep, them, can keep them intact, just like they did against Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is Cowboys can't underestimate Denver because if they do, that's gonna be, that could be a, a fatal mistake. Oh, it can be, yeah. yeah. I think the last time Teddy played against you guys, it was a 12-10 to 10 yeah, it was in, score. Yeah, it was in 2019. It was in New Orleans. But, yep. But, but – Teddy Bridgewater is definitely not in the same environment of being under Sean Payton's offense. Oh, yeah. It's very different. I mean, it's like you different know. in a negative way. It's regressed. Mm-hmm. Because Denver, let's be honest, Denver has not been good since their last Super Bowl win. Nope. Uh, we've been really bad. We've been hiring coaches that aren't going to fix the issues, and we have management that gets the wrong players to build this team around. And 
with the new GM now, when George Payton from the Vikings, I'm hoping he can get some good uh, players in the draft next year and uh, start building from there. But to close it out, you have the Broncos losing 27 to 21. Yep. Okay. Uh, 28, actually. 20, 28, 28 to 21. You mentioned garbage time. So do you think like it's just going to be a late touchdown and then Dallas just closes it or what? I think Dallas gets ahead real fast where um, like 28 to uh, 28 to 7 and then Teddy Bridgewater just throws two garbage time touchdowns oh, at the very end. That would not. That would be scary for me. I mean, my blood. God knows, my blood pressure will definitely go up if that happens. But, um, but final thing. Uh, who who? Which players do you think will stand out for Dallas? And we'll start with Denver. For Denver, which player do you think is going to stand out the most? Well, for Denver, I'm really interested to see how Patrick Pat Sertan does against the uh, team that wanted to draft him. Uh. That would be an interesting matchup to see if he's the guy that Dallas really wanted. Uh, another player I would say for Dallas is Micah Parsons because I think Noah Fant's out for this game. So it'll be Albert O or someone else that he's going to probably go against and also our running backs in Gordon and Williams. So I think those are like the two matchups I'm seeing with like players to look out for. I think uh, – I would definitely think Micah Parsons is definitely going to be the guy on defense. On offense, I believe Zeke Elliott's going to be the guy. Because you mentioned that Denver struggles against the, the – I think you, you mentioned they struggle against like these short slat, these short screen passes or these slight patterns with these uh, tight yep. ends. In the, yeah, so I, I think if, if Dallas notices that, Dallas is going to stick to that just just to just to wear them oh, out. Yeah. Just to wear them out. Because if they're worn out, then Dak Prescott yep. can, go, can throw the ball deep. And then CeeDee Lamb can just break mm-hmm. free. So that, that's just assuming that the Cowboys get it right. But anything could happen, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why they say any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Mr. Critical Broncos fan, do you have anything to say? Any, any tell the folks where they can find you on social media any shows you want to promote you go right ahead brother um uh you can find me on facebook as the critical broncos fan and uh it's the same name as the youtube uh channel i also have twitter which is named the wobbly football um and i am thinking about having a different show of my own with uh called the wobbly football podcast that uh, I'm planning to do for the following season. Well, if you do, I will definitely come on this show and tell everybody to subscribe to your show. And folks, don't forget to tune in to our travels this Saturday as we will preview this coming NFL week. Thank you all very, very much. We'll see you all next time.